the woman who stabbed uh, Martin Luther King Jr. You know, he got stabbed. Yeah. Yeah. King almost died. Surgeons told him the tip of the blade was touching his aorta. He had so much. If he had so much as sneezed, he would have drowned in his own blood. He was a real lucky guy. <laughs> From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. A Bronx dad gave his kids pizza with rat poison on it after he discovered that his wife was seeing another man. A 49-year-old Leonardo Espinal poisoned his own son and daughter. That'll teach the horror. Now the couple had been together 10 years before wife kicked out husband. And well, the dad's charged with the murder of his five-year-old son after serving him pizza with rat poison. People think this guy is sick. You know what's sick? Pizza with broccoli on it. I don't support murdering your children to get back at your wife, but I get it. Broccoli on pizza? This I don't understand. Espinal penned a suicide note. Then he served the children and also ate the poison pie. The kid should have been suspicious. It wasn't even pizza night. His seven-year-old daughter didn't die. She was found face down in her own vomit. Oh, she did the same thing at her birthday party. She swore that was the last time she'd eat pizza with sprinkles. I bet it takes less rat poison to kill a five-year-old than it would take to kill some of the New York City rats. Considering rats have developed a tolerance to rat poison here, and some of them are roughly the size of a five-year-old. Espinal pled guilty Thursday and was sentenced to 20 years to life behind bars. Lady Justice Troy Weber said, I would not want to live in this community knowing that you are out there walking the streets. And I really would not want my children living here, she said. Well, damn, Judge, you shouldn't take it so personal. Uh, joining me now, Chris Laker. Hey, how you doing, Pat? Great. He wasn't going to serve the judge's kid pizza. No. It's only his own. That's why right? I say. Why? There's really... I mean, he's killed the, he killed this, the one kid. The other daughter's not going to eat pizza. Who's he going to hurt? I think he's done. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you just don't eat dad's cooking, and, and uh, you know. Did, did he get the girl girl back? That's the. Did the wife come back? I think this did very little to bring them together. It's a bad plan. It's, you know, I've never, you know, it, it kind of you, you can see where well maybe the kids will get sick, she'll come back, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll rekindle the the love. Yeah, and and I I guess what it did do is put a weird uh, start on her new romance. I doubt that guy hung around. No, you. Sp yeah, you got to split. Yeah, this is a little too heavy. Dead kid. You know how long they've just started dating, and now he's probably got like three months minimum no sex. You know what I mean? And then it's going to be still very conflicted, crying kind of thing. Man, out of there. Yeah, cut and run. You know, Burger King is the home of the Whopper, right? But McDonald's was the home of violence when a Donnybrook erupted beneath the golden arches in Flatbush, and a 15-year-old girl was not loving it when she was served a supersized beating by six teenage hoodlum gangbangers. Six teens arrested, several in gangs. The undisputed ringleader, 16-year-old Anaya Ferguson. If you've seen the viral video of the Mickey D's melee, she's the one who wound up just in her bra. Prominently towards the end, you see her, uh, and she's heartlessly stomping on the face of the prone young victim. Her criminal record would make the Hamburglar blush. 
She has four outstanding warrants, 10 prior arrests, a real juvenile delinquent. She even stabbed her brother and beat up her 64-year-old grandmother. You know, usually you go to McDonald's and teenage jackasses are laughing and making a lot of noise, but you have to put up with it or else they won't take your order. (laughs) Well, you know, it's not healthy to go to McDonald's no matter what. Right, I mean, it's just it's the food and the and the people. I don't understand that. There's never any fights breaking out in a White Castle, and they're all bulletproof. And it looks like they're the ones more most ready to take on like uh, s- s- some action. I assume you're not being racist when you t- like no fights at the White Castle. Well, the White Castle. I'm saying White Castle tends to be in. More like not the best in neighborhoods, and they all have bulletproof glass. Yeah, and they look like the more like we're ready for trouble. But whenever you see like the videos of a fight, McDonald's every time. I don't think Burger King even. I wonder why that is. Wendy's. I'd say you go to go to Wendy's if you don't want to fight. I think if you go to McDonald's, you're kind of saying I'm ready to fight. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it. Something about it seems to inspire violence. I mean, uh, Mayor de Blasio, not, uh, you know, he's, he's always going to weigh in on something like this, you know, and, and, and uh, he's obviously concerned. He, he, his initial comment, actually, on seeing the video, he saw the video of the fight. Hmm. Uh, of course, the first thing he said was, uh, world star. <laughs> he initially blurted that out. But then he came out strong. He said, we have to do a lot more work to teach them, to try to put them on the right path. And a lot of that has to happen early in their lives. Basically, forget these kids. We have to write them off. They're criminals forever. Uh, and then he says some of that work also involves providing the mental health services they deserve, which would be what? Like lobotomies and uh, shock treatment. No, they just they got to get in touch with their feelings a little bit. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that, that girl beat up her grandmother, if somebody said, well, why are you so angry? She probably, maybe she would have thought about it. Oh, maybe I'm not going to beat up my grandmother. You think maybe what they did instead is just uh, beat her with a hose or something like that? Sent her to a cage. I, I don't know. Surely somebody must have asked her something like that. Like you know, so she must have gone to some kind of therapy. Well, maybe they, maybe they did. Maybe I they don't should think have medicated her. You know, just a medication would be a, a thought. I think that's the wave of the future. You get these kids medicated early, you know, and I think maybe that's the problem. Is it just hasn't quite that hasn't penetrated yet. So they didn't have her on anything. They should hand, yeah, they should be handing that out. And that would be like the future of getting high would just be not taking that. Yeah, and feeling as you naturally would on this planet. <laughs> he says that because, uh, uh, he says what you see in that video is not acceptable behavior uh, in any way, shape, or form. Some of what you see is what he's, some of what you see in that video is not acceptable. Well, some, some hardworking people behind that counter making fries and burgers, that's fine. They're earn it, earning a, an honest wage. Yeah. And then there's the people fighting. Now that, that that's the behavior. The, yeah, that's probably what he's talking about. Not acceptable. But you re, that's that's a really uh, that's a strong statement from the mayor. This this this, this brawling not acceptable. He doesn't want to alienate any voters. Tony Herbert says he's a he, he's this community activist or, or something. You know uh, that they've uh, he's a hired beggar. You know basically to to try to get resources for the community and whatnot. You know, but he says that uh, he, he his thought. Which uh, I mean, come on, uh, was was he says the music? <laughs> he says that the, they got no positive role models. They got the rap music and they got the video games. It's good to hear some fresh ideas being pumped into the argument. You know, I don't think there's any rap song about beating somebody up at a McDonald's. 
You know, rap music is there. It's a lot about uh, making them making money, and uh, you know that that's a that's something everybody get behind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if these if these they were a little more entrepreneurial, if they were out dealing drugs, for instance, they wouldn't have time for this bullshit. Well, that's a that's great for the economy. The drug dealing in, uh, in a lot of neighborhoods is very very good for the economy. A depressed, schizophrenic, battered, and drug addicted single mom, manipulated and owned by her sleazy city assigned drug counselor. Well, thanks New York City for all the help. That drug addict is 35 year old Johanna Bernal. Johanna has filed a 20 million dollar lawsuit, which alleges she was used for sex by her drug counselor who's doing his best to deny it. 35-year-old woman immigrated from Colombia when she was only nine years old. No way she could have known then how bad America would fuck her shit up. By the time she was 23, she was diagnosed schizophrenic, a confirmed drug addict, and worst of all, an unmarried mother of three. Her uh, boyfriend, father of her children, hit her. And, uh... And here you have someone who has truly been failed by the system, Chris. A schizophrenic. You know, they can, they can suffer from hallucinations, delusions, paranoia. It can be a terrifying journey through a world of madness that no one can understand. Can you imagine having to be around somebody who's going through that? Imagine having to have sex with them. Yes. I mean, probably easy, I guess easy enough to convince as a drug counselor. Mm. But, I mean, the system, if she, listen, that sounds, that's not good. And this guy sounded what well, he tried to like punch the he tried to, to well yeah we'll get to that okay you know, yeah but, but I mean, twenty million dollars that's a lot of money that's a lot of dude I would go through a lot of to to for twenty million I would let a drug counselor bone you yeah you know this woman uh, is schizophrenic and and uh, you know studies have shown they can be three to five times more likely to attack their loved ones now this woman was being beaten by her by her the husband of her kids. This is before uh, the man, the, not the husband of her kids, but the you know her right her father, husband. father of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not the husband, it just but you know they're together and uh, schizophrenics, man. You know the woman. Uh, they're 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 bad news. Schizophrenics are bad news. Yes, I'm going to come out and say it. The woman who stabbed uh, Martin Luther King Jr. You know he got stabbed. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that until she just died. She just died in Harlem at the I age of 98. I did not know I didn't know that. Happened. Still around. Uh stabbed him with a letter opener and uh King almost died. Surgeons told him the tip of the blade was touching his aorta. He had so much If he had so much as sneezed, he would have drowned in his own blood. He was a real lucky guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the face of schizophrenia. Remember last Halloween? Talking schizophrenics, Derek Ward had never raised a hand in violence, cut off his mother's head, dragged her headless body outside, and kicked it across the street. That's the face of schizophrenia. But you can't hit him, you know. That's what oh, this guy who's hitting a schizophrenic woman, you know. Oh, it's abusive to do that, you know. I oh, can't, you know, correct them the way that you need to. Um, well, what are you supposed to? I, I listen. I, I, I'm not saying hit women, right? No, well, I'm not, no, I mean not, it's the, it's not, not that she's a woman. It's that she's schizophrenic. She's schizophrenic. Yeah, that's we got to focus on the important part. And so you're saying, what? Well, don't hit them, but let's offer another solution. 
Tasing? It's a thought. I mean, it's similar to shock treatment, I guess. Maybe it's 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 at least going to temporarily stop them. Like, say you have a schizophrenic coming at you with a pair of scissors, which we've seen happen. And we've probably had 200 stories like that on this show where we had schizophrenics who they just pick up a pair of scissors one day and stab everyone in the home. I've read at least 200 stories like that. And uh, we only have less than 200 episodes, you know. So, I mean, that's... <laughs> At least one per episode, and a lot of head cutting off. We honestly just we don't know how to deal with crazy people yet. We haven't gotten to that point, so it probably will be some combination of tasing and then just locking up. Right? I mean, we don't know what else to do. Well, I mean, I think locking up is a good idea, but just put them behind bars. How many headless bodies do you really need? And when I say lock them up, they should get the help they need. I don't think they they, they don't need bars. I mean, a metal door. Yeah. Sure. Okay. With the slot where you throw the food in. That makes you feel better. (laughs) But bars, that's a little much, you know. You mean because it's a uh, a symbolic kind of a feel to it, that it's a jail or something? Yeah, you're not in jail. You just can't leave this room. Mm. That, and uh, you can't have shoelaces. Yeah. And uh, no privileges, you know, internet things like that. Think I have an internet? I yeah, you, know, you think it's a good idea? I th- I think you simplify what's going on there. The, the brain activity in a schizophrenic, if you've analyzed it, they hear a lot of voices. You know, you just because what would be the scariest thing about hearing voices is that like you go like, wow, that's you know, where's that coming from, right? And I think the sooner you make it, you eliminate every object where the you know voices could be coming from like if they've got a computer there they could think like oh the computer's talking to me right yeah now i don't think i've ever dated a schizophrenic for any length of time anyway right which uh so i don't really know manic depression seems to be more my my deal so that that them you can't taste or anything they you just gotta leave uh, they're not gonna hurt you. Oh, they're yeah. just annoying. But well, I mean, I wouldn't. I yeah, they could. They. Yeah, I mean, anybody's capable of that. Schizo- I feel like you probably know better because you read more news than me. You know, if you're saying lock them up, lock them up. Well, see, it's it's that's why when I have lunch with the mayor uh, once a month, we uh, the, the, this is the way I speak to him. You know, and and I hopefully the. Some of this will get through because because there's not a not a lot of resources are available to the young father who struggles with a person like this, you know, and and uh, you know this woman's mentally ill, addicted to drugs, churning out human lives at an alarming rate. She has three already. Even if you are the father, you know, a hitting is almost never okay. But you know, confronted with the reality of this life. Uh, but the twenty million she's looking for is because this drug counselor. Well, now we move on. You see, this is how she found the drug counselor. She became depressed. Her mother contacted the city administration for children's services, and uh, they were referred then to Vita Family Services, which is a taxpayer-funded agency for fucked-up people. Now that's where she was assigned drug counselor, sixty-one-year-old George Alejandro, and uh, just the daddy figure that this little schizo baby needed. Apparently, you know, she's in her twenties at the time. This guy's sixty-one, so she's already like. You know, because to me, when I say a, a woman's in her 20s and she's dating a 61-year-old guy, like, what the fuck's wrong with her? I can understand why the guy is doing it. Yeah. What's wrong with her? 
this is this is a mistake. Even even uh, say I'm I'm forty something, and I date a, a woman in her twenties. And I, I don't want I don't want her knowing how old I am because I, I don't want to date a woman who would uh, date somebody twenty years older than her. It's weird. Well, you also don't want them to know your real identity in general, so they can find you later. Especially if they're mentally ill. Yeah. So you should leave out birthday and actual real name. Her mom considered some of his methods unconventional. For instance, uh, the questionable practice of of taking her to the to the hotel room to have sex, hot sheets, and uh, it was the night of the blackout. I don't know if you remember the night, the Northeast blackout, mm. 2003. Most drug counselors will not do this. They will not go to the extra mile to uh, go to a hotel room and have sex. And and uh, he, was, he was so concerned about her, he showed up at the family home in Queens. He said he wanted to check in on her and, you know, to see if she's wet and <laughs> lonely. But she caught him, uh, the mother, so she caught him massaging Johanna's legs. I mean, I mean, was she doing drugs? Uh, see, that's the question, I guess, right? If she wasn't doing drugs, then I guess that's the test of a good drug counselor. Yeah, is his mom a drug counselor? You know, I mean, she's. Uh, does she know how to stop? She couldn't stop her daughter from doing drugs. No, you called me. And then when, uh, you know, George Alejandro comes in, oh, his methods... I don't know, massaging legs? Yeah, you want to question me? He says he was lowering her stress. And he says, yeah, it's either this or crack. You know, like, I know what I'm doing here. By the way, uh, can this drug counselor ever pick him? That's probably his weakness. I mean, I can't believe he got seduced by this woman. It's uh, a a fool. Yeah, she took, she's the one that, she, she was the predator. Yeah. He's an innocent, innocent drug counselor. He wants to help Clearly. people. Here comes this schizophrenic saying, massage my legs. Uh-huh. Uh, can you massage? He's like, okay, fine. And, and then next thing you know, he's got to have sex with her. Because he's, he's not able to. He's, you know, at his age, how often do opportunities like this float past? Six, 61? 61. <sighs> I mean, a 20-something-year-old? They don't. Yeah, no, that's. You got to take that. Uh, yeah, he's he's powerless to say no to that. That's uh, it would be almost a crime for him to say no. It's a form, yes, almost. It's a form of manipulation, and we know the schizophrenics they can be very manipulative. Uh, you know, p- potentially there's other things happening with her. You know, she's a drug addict. Drug addicts are very manipulative. Uh, maybe uh, yeah, and, and maybe this is just what it took to keep her sober that day. And who are we to say? Because I mean, I'm not taking somebody else's inventory today. Well, uh, and there's a photo of her in the article, and you can tell that she's got the highway blues. You can tell, by the way, she smiles. And when once this thing with the legs happened, the mother installed a camera in the bedroom. And uh, according to court papers referenced in the post, uh, he was seen in lip lock with his client. Well, good. I can explain that, too. A lot of women will make you kiss them a while before... They let you reduce their stress. Well, you know, people unfamiliar, you know, a lot of people listening probably unfamiliar with 12-step and drug counseling type of thing. If you go to an narcotics nonsense meeting, everybody hugs, right? You, when you meet somebody, they hug each other. They don't mm-hmm. shake hands. No. So it's, it, this is probably even taking that up another level, 
saying, no, we're going to skip the hug. We're going to make out a little bit mm-hmm. as a part of this. Uh, you know, that's how to get that intimacy. It's it's individualized one-on-one care. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing you can't get in a meeting. And uh, and even if you could, would you? So, you know, they say like, it works if you work it. That's the mm-hmm. thing that they say. Absolutely. At the meetings. It's, it's, if you ever go to those. This is true. Now, uh, once again, uh, now Johanna became pregnant, you know, and um, Alejandro uh, invited her to a Queens hotel room, Hot Sheets. Uh, well, the family in the suit, they say the drug counselor pounced on her, used four fingers to mm. attempt to abort the baby. And this is according to the suit. He wanted to rip the baby out, the mother told the Post. Mm. Four fingers. I mean, uh, I don't know. I guess once you have a few kids, it's just, you know, it's it's a... Uh, you just kind of... Uh, get a husband stitch, you know what I mean? But, like, I guess it just sounds worse to say his whole hand is why they say that. But uh, Yeah. That's a, well, that's, he, that's, he, didn't, he didn't go for the thumb. Maybe he's a small-handed man. I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, you gotta, you gotta, to get the whole hand in there. You gotta kind of duck, duck bill it. Mm-hmm. You gotta clamp the hand, put the thumb underneath the four fingers, get it up. You can't. That's how you, you know, fisting. You gotta put it in like that, and then right, make the fist in there. You squeeze it in. Yeah. With the yeah, it, you, it's like you make it as a, small as you can. It's like getting a boat in a bottle. You know. You know, you know those, those those bottles with a boat in it. They they put it in and then they they raise the sails. It's like that. Uh-huh. But so so he he was trying to get his whole hand up there maybe, but he, he didn't get the he didn't quite make. Well, I mean, we don't. I don't know think that. you can. Uh, I don't think. I don't think anybody can abort a baby with their parents. It doesn't seem likely, does it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think this guy. Um, I think he was just finger blasting her. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, who would think that that would work? I mean, he's a drug counselor. You would think that he would know something. That makes him like a medical doctor, right? Practically. No, it just makes him a drug addict that <laughs> that went that took like an online course. He took but a class. He took a class. He took a class. But you know, he's maybe he's looking for a G spot. You know, it could have been a little pleasure, a little homemade abortion. I mean, it yeah. could be a little of both. Maybe he's just trying to reduce her stress. I think he would just take her to get the abortion. I mean, I guess she did, maybe she didn't want it, and he. How does she know that it was four fingers? I mean, did she... Could she see it? If she's eight months pregnant, how can you see how many fingers he's got in there? You just estimating? That feels about like four fingers? Maybe he said, holy shit, I can't believe I can get four fingers up here. <laughs> four in the pink. Man, that bitch stink. Mm. The, uh, hey, he said, I'm gonna... I'm, this is a... Uh, uh, I'm going to try to abort your baby. No, it's, I do not see that in here. It was just an aggressive move. It's a, uh, yeah, he's just, he, he's, let's go to the hotel and, and like we've done before, you know. But she started to hemorrhage from the finger blasting and then uh, he took her to the hospital. So they stopped the bleeding. He took her to the hospital. She called from the hospital, said he wanted to take the baby out of me. You know, maybe, yeah. Maybe he meant like, I take the baby, make, make you a woman, you know. I'm going to take the baby out of you. I don't know. Did did she lose the baby? No, she didn't even lose the baby. Okay, so, so he, no harm. So that doesn't anybody listening knows this does not work. Just I mean, I don't want to give people the impression that you can give an abortion with your fingers. No. Cuz they might try it. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, why why go to a doctor? And if you're gonna, and if, yeah, and if you're going to try it, then you got to d- use a coat hanger, I guess. You know, use something that's going to work. Don't waste your time. Yeah, you got to really get in there. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's like getting your keys out of a car, I guess, or getting your car unlocked, I guess, you know, when you have a, uh, locked your keys in the car. Yeah, you can't, you can't reach in there with your four fingers. No. That's, yeah, this guy. <laughs> This, this, I'm starting to think this guy's a little, a, a, a little stupid, a, yeah, this, a, a little nuts. I'm sorry, like this. It, yeah, I, I don't know about this guy. Well, I don't. I again, I, I they're completely speculating that it was even an attempted abortion. You know, I think he just, I think he was just trying to show her a good time. She's eight months pregnant. Yeah, and uh, you know, he, you can't just uh, jam it in. You know, I mean, I, I, maybe you can. I don't know. I mean, you can still have sex the whole time. The kid gets uh, bumped in the head, maybe, if if you're a lengthy fella. I don't know how it works. I don't... I, I wouldn't... Who would want to fuck a pregnant woman anyway? That's what I don't get. Oh, lots of people. I don't, see, I know that's a fetish, and I just don't yeah. understand it. It's... it's. I, I think when, when I see a woman who's got a kid growing inside her, I think it's about the most disgusting thing imaginable. Yeah, but if it's yours, maybe it's less gross. Especially if it's mine. But they found out it. They found out it was his. It's actually his kid in there. So he had a. Well, that's why he wanted to get it. I mean, well, he had a right to. You know, I believe there's a, a paternal right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a women. It's a woman's choice to get the abortion, unless the guy wants it to get. Yeah. It's like she can get it if he doesn't, but if he. Wants it, she has to. Abortion, abortion's like um, rock and rock paper scissors. You know what I mean? So it's like it loses to some and wins to others. No, oh, <laughs> that's not right. I keep forgetting that rock paper covers rock for some stupid reason. But it's almost like it's it's like that should be the default. Whoever wants to, okay, either one of you wants abortion, abortion. Uh huh. But then, oh, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. That's the default. If yeah. anybody wants to get rid of it, then it's got to go. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. I now, think that's uh, that's that, that. I think that's the law in New York. Well, it's a twenty <laughs> a twenty million dollar lawsuit hangs in the balance, and and uh, she gave birth to this kid back in two thousand. This kid is ten years old now, eleven years old. This that that's uh, this has been going on a while. There's just they're talking about this shit now. Well, he says he didn't even fuck her. They've they've done the fucking DNA and everything. Yeah, he definitely did that. So. so, but he's he doesn't have to pay. So now he's seventy one. He hasn't done any time, Mm-mm. right? No, twenty million wouldn't even come from him. It would come from the city. Yeah. I, so yeah, it sounds like a win all around. Do you, you think they should pay her? Well, if she, if if they pay her, I think that's she's she she's done pretty good because those kids weren't going to get 20 there's no 20 million coming from anybody and then I think she should also uh, get back with this drug counselor guy because he uh, caused her to be rich yeah I mean he cares he should get a cut of that now uh, we in Manhattan a Murray Hill lawyer choked his girlfriend threatened her with a knife prosecutors say all part of his presumed uh, BDSM fetish and he did it uh, while dressed as the TSA for S for S and M, he's he's got a T a TSA S and M fetish. Trials begun for thirty three year old Ryan Hemphill. Uh, Hemphill, according to uh, the New York Post, uh, Hemphill has been charged with strangulation in the second degree, menacing, 
criminal obstruction of breathing. It's, uh, it's a crime. And criminal possession of a weapon. He strangled a woman in his Murray Hill pad where he kept creepy items that could have been straight out of Fifty Shades of Grey. That's right. They could have been props in the highest grossing movie of 2015 so far. You know, like some creepy character that all the ladies like to masturbate to. <laughs> hmm. Well, he had that guy in that movie it has a lot of cars. So that's all, you know what I mean? <laughs> so that's pretty cool. That, that that that's all I know is from the the commercial and yeah. they're walking through the garage and said, like, "Which one is yours?" They're like they're all mine. And then she's like, "Oh, fuck me." Oh yeah. So that's <laughs> that's that very and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to beat you with a baseball bat." Will you run over like, me with this car? <laughs> so this guy probably didn't have like a bunch of cars. Mm-mm. He probably had like a car. He was doing well. Yeah. I mean, he's in Manhattan. He's in Murray Hill. Cops found all sorts of sinister stuff. Said they found a Gag 24 porn DVD. Gag. This guy's got DVDs? Gag Factor 24 porn DVD. How old is he? I mean, he's he's 30-something. Because the TSA fetish makes me think, okay, this guy didn't travel pre-9-11. You know what I mean? So he's got he he just has this TSA thing in his head. He's got handcuffs, knives, Trojan condoms. Yeah. I said Trojan a, condoms and DVD. That sounds like an older man. It does, doesn't it? He's, a, he's old fashioned. Yeah. Well, the complaint says he caused her to become dizzy, suffer bruising and redness to her neck area, as well as to suffer substantial pain to her neck area, redness and pain. That doesn't sound like anything. That sounds like a, like that's what you're looking for. How, how could you go into a, what do you call it? One of these encounters, you know, an S and M deal, and not at least get redness and some pain in your neck. I you mean, know, it's consensual. That she knew going in, this is going to be an S and M deal. I don't. I don't believe he sprang it on her. No, I think what happened is they had done it a number of times, and then yeah. you know, maybe he got out of hand. He he went up and he he leveled up. Scratches around her mouth area. She suffers both bruising and lacerations to her wrist and elbow. You know, he's a guy who enjoyed the ever-popular airport screener fantasy. That's right. Uh, you know, uh, he's now he's on trial for assaulting her. And during the pretrial hearings, it said prosecutors said they made a, a sex tape, he and this woman, where he pretended to be a TSA agent searching her body cavities. And she pretended to be a passenger who really wanted to get on that flight. <laughs> I mean, she had to, mm. you know, I mean, if you have a search my body cavities, like, look, all right, uh, you have a, you have a, is there, a, is there somebody else I could talk to? I, Jihad's the last thing on my mind here. I mean, yeah, I, I don't like to, I don't like to be judgmental about other people's uh, proclivities, but I'm well, just so, gl- I'm just so glad I don't have to go through that to come. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I, the thought of even like having to track down a TSA uniform. Mm. Uh, no, a little wand. Yeah, or just the, the, the idea of that fan. You got to pretend you're getting on a plane. I just I hate going. I hate being. I hate going through uh, security. It's but I guess it's. Uh, I think it's. I I just like the fact that this guy when he goes through probably has a, like a real clear an erection oh yeah he so, must get a huge boner at the airport so they probably don't even search him they probably just let him go that's yeah. probably the best way to get through security is have a huge heart on and yeah they have a huge fetish for it yeah maybe if you just chub it up real good 
just gotta tug on a little bit while you're <laughs> while you're uh, getting out your uh, driver's license and passport. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you spend a little extra pocket pool time. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, that he had 20 more homemade porn videos featuring him choking, waterboarding, and otherwise torturing women, mostly prostitutes. So. What are this guy? This guy's a real. He's just a real 9/11 guy. I guess so. It's it's uh, yeah, because that's when when we, did we ever hear waterboarding uh, prior to uh, Guantanamo? That's yeah, when that, I started hearing about it. Yeah, I never heard about it. Before. What's uh and what? What's the negotiation there with a hooker? I mean, like, uh, as somebody who's, you know, you've been, I've never been to a prostitute. I've been, a, I've been to plenty of prostitutes, but it's not, I've never had to negotiate extra service kind of, I never went to like a specialist or a, 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 like a dom or anything like that. Like, uh, that's got to get pretty expensive. Just a regular sex thing costs around 200. Well, the last time I went was a few years ago now. It's like 200 bucks. So that's probably that could that could probably be up to a little, you know. It's probably like ten. Grand. I figure, I figure, <laughs> I figure, the candy in the subway went up twenty five cents. That probably went up to two twenty five. I'm saying it's, it's you know because now it's a buck twenty five for in uh, for. I'm just trying to get the rate of inflation off. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably two twenty five, maybe two fifty for sex. So, so to do that, yeah, it's probably a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's got to be. Two thousand dollars. For like not even like a hot chick to to waterboard? Yeah. You feel like you're drowning. It's yeah. scary. It's a sick thing. You'd have to give me two grand to waterboard and I you know. And I, you might not even be his type. Yeah, and I'm not even like an attractive woman. So she would charge more. You're not anymore. You were at one time. You <laughs> you've lost your looks, sweetie. Well, they recovered a baton, which looks like a police baton inside it. Uh, if you undo it, it's a sword. And uh, he had multiple videos holding that sword to the neck of blindfolded women. Women he, on some occasions, urinates on while he mm-hmm. makes them recite prayers. That I could see. I mean, I, that's the best. That, to me, that's the most exciting of all these things. This is a multifaceted guy. He's yeah, probably he's, very interesting. You know, he's probably a fascinating guy. Yeah. That... Uh, yeah, I, I imagine all the women listening to the show, both of them, are uh, they're probably getting wet right now as they listen to this. They're probably getting very wet. Urine and prayers. It's very, you know. So uh, there'd probably be a Saint, a Saint Francis of Assisi type prayer. So all this stuff, though, like that stuff's all consensual, right? He has video of, or, or at least it's assumed. Yeah, they're just releasing. They're just releasing all this information because it's embarrassing to this guy. I would think so. And it's it sells uh, sells papers now. Once a uh, once a, once a fresh faced uh, uh, young adult who appeared on The Price Is Right, this man talking about a new a new story now, but mm-hmm. a man who's also been embarrassed by the press. He won a, a lovely five piece dinette set from Hooker Furniture's Grand Terrace Collection. Won three trips. He was everyone's favorite accused prep school rapist, and now he's everyone's favorite convicted prep school rapist. And so in Manhattan Supreme Court, the jury took just under four hours of deliberation to find 33-year-old Richard Hovan guilty of statutory rape. Uh, the victim is 16, troubled. She was on a special dean's list for kids with issues. You know, academic stuff, throwing tantrums. But hey, dean's list. Now, uh, the teacher was caught... 
when uh, his now ex-fiancee, Marina Bonkowski, bursts through the door of his Chelsea apartment to find her boyfriend laying on the couch straddled by a strumpet, a.k.a. the victim, 16-year-old student, topless, underage. She eats a lot of magnets, it turns out. She's been eating magnets. That was part of the things that she... One of the things that she... It was a behavior problem she had. Mm. And she's up there with all those magnets in her stomach. And then there's lube. Right there on the table. Lube. You know? Uh, if you want to eat magnets, you better have it with some lube. That's just to get those down. Yeah. yeah that's, maybe that's what's happening. But uh, she broke down on the stand. The magnet eater, as she described the scene that unfolded when the teacher's fiancé walked in to find them. She said, my shirt came off just as we were about to have sex. And uh, her fiancé walked in the door. She was really angry. She was screaming at me. She called me a homewrecker and a slut. That's what the slut shaming still happens. It's just, you thought we were past this. Yeah, these, these women should stick together. I mean, your shirt's off. You know, you're about to have sex with this guy. Why would she call you a slut? Just because of that. I mean, listen, she should um, definitely break it off with this guy, this fiancé. But when you walk in like that, I think it's only courteous. Join in. Come on. <laughs> then leave. But but come on, you have the perfect opportunity to make like that scenario be really nice. Yeah. And you're going to yell, slut? You're going to yell, homewrecker at this? What, what fun is that, first home, of all? And homewrecker... You're engaged. You know what I mean? It's not a home wrecker yet. You know, you're you know, not in the home. You haven't. Yeah, she doesn't live there. You know, you're you're not married with kids. Not a home wrecker. It's a good point. She, yeah, she's a magnet eater. You could say that. Throw that out if you want to be cruel. Yeah, you go know? ahead. That'd be, that's a lot worse than a home wrecker. <laughs> <laughs> his his attorney says he's an outstanding human being. He's been wrongly charged. He says he's as good as it gets when it comes to teachers, and his ex. Fiance's sister is also on his side. She says he just got caught up in a bad situation. He was helping a girl out with personal issues. That's the magnet eating. Mm. Then it got out of hand. And uh, I will agree with the out of hand part. They exchanged 10,000 text messages, he and this girl, between March and May of that year. And he, that, that's, uh, that's excessive. That's excessive. Uh, how, how much does this sister hate her sister to come out on the side of the guy that's obviously like something's up and he's like he, he like comes out on his in his defense of being like man my sister's an asshole yeah that's like, right he probably banged the sister too I bet you anything he had sex with that sister yeah that's that does seem pretty likely doesn't it who yeah or she, this dude is smooth yeah, he's he's a smooth character. He, he is a he is a good teacher. Whatever he is, he's got something to tell people, and he cares about students. If anybody's like a really good teacher, they kind of want to fuck some of their students, right? I mean, that, how else do you go in there and really want to give it your all? Right, you forge a bond, uh, and then you uh, and sometimes that bond gets acted on in a way that's not altogether legal or healthy, hmm. and and then who pays the price for that? Always the teacher. Yeah. Always. Yeah, uh, students. Um, you know, yeah, they go on with their lives. Oh, defense, defenseless. Yeah, though the reason they call it statutory rape is because they agreed to it. Yeah, it's consensual. 
They, that's funny how they do that, you know. It's it's consensual. That makes it statutory rape, and yet it's still rape, which is non-consensual. I mean, it's a uh, it's mind-boggling, really. How old was this girl at the time? Sixteen years old. I it was mean, so close to legal. Seventeen. That's the borderline. Yeah, you know what I mean. In New York, it's seventeen. Seventeen. Saudi Arabia, it's eighteen. But in New York, it's seventeen years old. Yeah, so he was real close. There's probably some states he'd be a okay. Yeah, some states he. Florida, he'd be fine. I mean, it's still a student. I think there's some ethical things there. But well, like we've said, that's that's, that's a judgment. You know, take that on a case by case. And, and it is too bad to that that religion. You know, is still basically in the middle of the law that way. Because that's got to be a religious thing. What's the, the, that you're not supposed to have sex with a student? You know that's superstition. It's nothing but superstition. Yeah, and it's I like th- the thing about incest. You know, superstition. Yeah, that because that's just uh, so the kids get out of the house. Yeah, exactly. Just it's get all them based out. on farming culture. It's just. <laughs> How are we ever going to make any progress, you know, yeah. if, if we start ruling these things out? By the way, not only did he send 10,000 text messages back and forth between her, 3,000 with his fiance during the same time. Well, he's with her all yeah. the time. You know what I mean? I just, <laughs> right. How many text messages you guys send? I don't send my girlfriend. We live together. I don't text her going home now. That's every text. Uh-huh. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's 3,000 times he was going home. <laughs> the other one, he's got to like... Hey, how's the magnets going? Uh-huh. Hey, want to come over, take your shirt off? He's got to like convince her into a lot of stuff. It takes like yeah, it takes three times as many text messages. Coercion is very uh, word intensive. Yeah, uh, the jury foreman read out the word guilty nine times. He shook his head each time the word was spoken. He was then cuffed and taken into custody, and he, he'll be sentenced another time. Again, uh, oh. Hovan found guilty. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, what can you do? But but move on. A, a Queens couple suspected their housekeeper was stealing from them, but they didn't bother to call the cops. They took matters into their own fists and hand torch. The Bayside couple left their two-year-old with the maid for about half an hour. When they came back, fifty-four-year-old uh, Daisy, uh, this is her, the maid, fifty-year-old Daisy Machua, Machua, had just arrived to clean the home, and the couple returned armed with an unknown man, and they accused her of stealing money and a gold necklace. So this is a couple mm-hmm. with a man, and they say, well, you've been stealing. And she and uh, then they punched her a few times, him and the unknown man, and then, uh, and then some body blows. She's like, ouch, in Spanish. And a mystery man then lit a hand torch. He put it close enough to burn her eyebrows. He also burned her leg. And there's a quote from her. Uh, she says, when they put the fire on the leg and punched, I had a lot of pain. Okay, I believe that. Yeah, she was arrested on charges of kidnapping. Uh, they, they were arrested on charges of kidnapping. Ambar Lockman got out on $50,000 bail, and the other was uh, held without bail, Devond. The other guy's still on the loose. And it turns out this Ambar Lockman was pregnant the whole time. So how about that? She was pregnant, torturing while pregnant. I don't know if that really makes a lot of difference. I don't think it. I don't think it hurts the fetus. Might make him a little more hostile. Possibly. You know, it can't be good. But it's probably you know come out healthy. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's the uh, maid did steal the money and the necklace. By the way, she oh. she that was noted in DNA info wasn't reported by the Daily News. 
because they're biased. So she had it. She she did she did steal it. I don't know if she had it, but she, she didn't uh, she didn't confess until you know took her a long time. But she confessed and then and then produced said necklace. Not like she confessed so they would stop torturing her. No, she told the cops that she had it. She told okay. So yeah. and these people still get these still people they're still in trouble. That's what yeah exactly. That's they, what was was the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, she should go. She well, you know what? She doesn't have to go to jail now because she got tortured. But as she gives back the necklace. I think everybody's square there. That's what I think. I think everybody. Hey, you know, you well, I did something to them, and then they did something to me. So punish them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's uh, it's it's too you bad. Know, I mean, the law gets so weird in these areas sometimes because you think that that makes sense that you should be able to like torture your maid. If she steals, <laughs> <laughs> but you really gotta like look, you know, you people they change these things, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. think that was at one point. You know, these people they want to get votes, but that was like a De Blasio thing. I think he got rid of the the the, the, uh, the maid torture, the maid torture. Yeah, that was. Yeah, you do it quietly. You know, yeah. that's what it was. He slipped. They slipped it in. You know, it's like Bloomberg. His whole thing was like no smoking. And then the Blasio thing is like, you can't torture me. <laughs> you can't torture your maid. Huh? Yeah. That and the horses in the park. You know? Right. Still, you go there today. And you can take yourself a nice carriage ride for the low, low price of uh, I don't know, $130 or something. Nobody gets, nobody's at the end of a carriage ride isn't like completely shocked by how much it costs. Like, oh, that was worth it. Yeah. Because they, they tell you what it is now. I, I feel like I've seen a number of times they're like, it's, and they're, they're like kind of like, they're polite enough because they're they're tourists, but they don't look like they're happy about what they're spending. No, I mean, yeah, that's it's, you're never happy about what you're spending for anything, hardly in Manhattan. You know, speaking of weird laws, uh, they you know they got there was a cell phone ban in the schools for a long time. It was citywide. Well, this is how, so the phones are back. Oh, good. And there's already a, a case of a, a Brooklyn high school freshman who has taken an upskirt video or photo rather of his. Darn it, of, of, of his teacher. Yeah. Good kid. Now, you know, I'm glad they lifted that ban. Cause now my girlfriend can text me. But, yeah. uh, you know, I saw that you, you sent me a bunch of stories, and this was the first one I clicked on mm-hmm. because I, I was like, oh. And then Can't wait to see the photo, I right? I was hoping the photo would be in the story, <laughs> and they, they don't show it. How about that? I, I, I really want to... I mean, this kid... I I understand that it's wrong. I would never take an upskirt picture, but come on, this this teacher was probably like the like one like a, like a like a like a hot teacher, and he got the upskirt. Wait, I don't understand that. Why is it not okay to take an upskirt photo? I think you can't see that. You're sticking the phone under the dress, well, under I'm, the skirt. But you I'm can't lo- see I'm it. looking at it with my camera, but I can still see it. Well, it's like uh, okay, if you were laying down I mean, on the if floor the, if, looking up her skirt, I that would know, be wrong. I too. don't know what's wrong with that. I'm not entirely sure. It seems to me in if school, you don't want people t- in school, okay, maybe yeah. you're trying to preserve some kind of a sense of respect for the teacher or something. Okay, I think you have. But to, I'm saying polite society. In polite society, you should still listen. Stand under the stairs and look up, but can't take out your camera. Come on, man. I mean. I've never, I've never done it, but I, I don't see anything wrong with it. 
if if you here here's my real line on it. Say you're sitting in the subway, right? I'm across from a woman who is showing me a lot of uh, action, a lot of legs, a lot of you know, and and she's not particularly uh, careful about the way she's concealing herself. And I can see, let's just say, I can see uh, you know everything that I want to see mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. Now, if I take a picture of that, it's just straight on, you know, like like the same cameras at like stomach level, you know. Yeah. I'm not like having to go up under. I'm just like taking a photo of what I can see with they, the naked eye. They call that a creep shot. A creep shot. Yeah. Well, you being it, the creep. I, well, why am I a creep? She's running around naked. Maybe maybe I got she's that wrong. Maybe she's the creep. She's maybe a, that's why. Maybe it's you're called. taking a photo of the creep. Yeah, <laughs> that I can see. Because she's, she's uh, asking for. I I I don't know. I feel like there. I wouldn't take that picture. Um, but uh, some. Would you stare at her? I would try to politely glance. You gotta go. You gotta take a little piece. You can't just stare. You gotta go and. Maybe when I was younger, I would stare, but I, I'm, a, I'm a little more polite, now, a little more discreet. Well, in Manhattan, beat down wow, Chelsea, how wow say, and Nietzsche Jimmy on West 26, quarter past 10 p.m., or a.m., rather, last Thursday. A pregnant woman who forgot her manners so thoroughly that uh, beating was administered. Mm. 22-year-old Lakia Walker, seven weeks pregnant. She said she was beaten up by a man for not saying thank you. When he held the door for her. You know, it's a confusing age of feminism right now. It is. Listen, when I hold the door open for somebody and they don't say thank you, I really want to, I want to beat the shit out of them. Yeah. I, I'm immediately, I, you go into a rage. Yeah, it's the worst. Oh, I'm sorry. This guy is your butler now. Is that what you're saying? Uh, you don't have to say thank you. Mm. Even, even if a doorman, his job is to open a door. You should thank that person. Sure, he's being paid. That but... we are society breaks down, and that's the that's the lesson there. Okay, you just broke society down by not saying thank you to the point of now we're beating up people in the street. And this is what you've caused. Yeah, with your lack of courtesy, and, and it also seems like every woman wants a different thing. You know, I mean, maybe some of them don't even want the door open for them. Some of them do. Some of them will thank, and some of them won't. I mean. What, uh, where, where am I? I'm not a mind reader here, you know. I'm just trying. This guy, uh, I can't speak for him, but she's a caretaker at the at the Chelsea public houses there on 26th Street. Which, if you're gonna, if you're gonna be in uh, some NYCHA housing, that's that's a damn uppercut. She's going to the building, a man offered to open the door for her. And she says, once I entered the building, I didn't say anything to him. He was mad that I didn't say thank you. So he called me an ungrateful bitch. Hmm. Now, maybe it could have ended there. You know, maybe that would have been enough. But I, she I don't mouthed know. off. Did, did, she, did she get the lesson? She came back with him. She uh, says that oh. she said she told him, I don't need you to hold the door. And then <laughs> she's told him he did not need to speak to her in such a fashion. And hmm. such, I, I, it's stunning. You don't need to speak to me. What? Uh, so then he takes his cup of coffee, and uh, he, she, she says, and, and he was drinking a cup of Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Mm. He throws it at, at me in my face. Like, she, okay, well, you don't expect that? You don't? She says it like it's uh, a, a shock. But if it was, I'll tell you one thing, if it was Starbucks, he just would have put the coffee down a sack. <laughs> 
Now, how hot was that coffee? Did she, did she, did she say? She doesn't give a temperature. Yeah. I don't think. Because uh, I, I don't find, it's probably not, it probably wasn't even that hot. I mean, if he takes it with cream, that cools it down a little. And it, I probably, he didn't just walk out of Dunkin' Donuts and throw a fresh coffee on her. It's probably, the, probably the last, you know, bit that he had that he was about to throw away anyway. Yeah. And really, I, ungrateful bitch. And then, yeah, she obviously didn't get the, you know, oh, I should have said thank you. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. I should have said thank you. What better way to say lesson not learned? You know, and then she's and then she's like, I don't need you. Well, now we gotta now you gotta get a little you gotta get a little coffee, little little it's probably lukewarm coffee yeah. in the face. If anything, it's refreshing. So that probably didn't help. A stain on your collar. Yeah. You know, okay. We'll try to go on with our lives here, right? And he says he dragged her out and propped her up against a gate. I don't know what that's about. He choked. She says he, he then choked me with one hand and he started hitting me repeatedly with the other. Well, that's, she says Walker tried to get away then. But he, when he tried to get, when she tried to get away, rather, when Walker tried to get away, the assailant threw her to the ground. And when he felt good and ready, he pulled me off the gate. He threw me on the floor like like a like it was a WWE mat <laughs> while laying on my back. She's cracking jokes. She's fine. She said, "My feet is in the air. I'm kicking, 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 trying to like protect myself. He's kicking me on the stomach." And while he's doing this, he he says to me, "I'm gonna kick that baby out of your womb." Yeah. I mean, now you're getting okay. Kick the baby baby out of the womb. On this is too much, right? I mean, sure, she's probably gonna that probably be a really impolite baby. Yeah, because uh, you know, not thanking people, but. You can't do that. Now the guy's crossed the line. Yeah, it seems one of those like a like a verbal assault. You know what I mean? Like they could like this is probably some kind of a misdemeanor uh, sort of. You know, uh, like, like the kind of thing you get if you just yelled uh, "fuck you" at somebody. You know, because it's a sentiment really he's expressing. I think you know? yeah, but I, really slamming it to the floor. Once he got to slamming it to the floor, I'm starting to think okay, this guy might be. You think real. Yeah. this guy? This guy might be a little out of hand. I wasn't there. So I I can't really. Well, we, yeah, say. we are relying on her description yeah. solely, yeah. and and this is just an accusation that's thrown out there. Yeah, uh, the guy, uh, if they, I mean, they should talk to him, maybe you know, or you know, or maybe just let him go on with his life. Well, he, yeah. <laughs> but she says that uh, he's really really big. She says I'm little, and uh, and she says uh, my arms are already weak from shoveling the snow, and then I have to go through an assault like this. This was ridiculous, and I just felt as though protect yourself, fight with all, your all, and protect yourself. This is what she's talking, hmm. and uh, it could have put me in a worse condition than I was in already. So, yeah, I mean, she, you know, um, the baby's fine. Uh, there was a blood clot by the baby's head, but uh, it turns out the, the baby's okay. And uh, so we have a quote here. I'm, I'm horrified to learn that the pregnant woman was assaulted in my district. Cowardly and disgusting acts of violence such as this have no place in our neighborhood. The person who committed this act does not represent the families I know at Chelsea Elliott Houses. And uh, violence against the women is an epidemic in our city. 
is what this person says, this uh, councilman. But anyway, so we're bad manners. Yeah. I tell you, I've been, uh, I've definitely been more exposed to bad manners than woman beating. No, I haven't seen a woman get beat in a while. No. I had uh, someone not say thank you to me holding open the door like two days ago. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, you got to look at the reality of the situation, you know, what's really going on in the city. Uh, she also says, I, I hope that the New York uh, Police Department and, and Manhattan District uh, District Attorney will bring justice to the person who committed this horrendous act. <laughs> um, please? How about a please in there? If you're going to order the cops and the DA around. I, I I really want to go uh, find this woman, hold the door open for her. just now. I wouldn't react like this guy. No, but you'd, just you'd be, glare at her. I'd be curious. Yeah, is if, if she says thank you, or she's sticking to her guns on this and saying, you know what, I'm not going to be forced into thank you over I, this assault. Yeah, and and you know what, I can I I bet I can tell you what the answer is to that without without it even happening, Chris. Uh, but if you have any information on this, one eight hundred five seven seven tips. One eight hundred five seven seven. That's if that's if you hold the door open for her and she doesn't say thank you. Yes. You should call that. Then you should <laughs> call tips. Or you say. know where this guy is. Yeah, the guy's name is Daryl Gouli, and I have a difficult time pronouncing the name. It's not, it's not really that important. And the body of a dead hooker, Shannon Gilbert, was finally put into a hole. Her remains were found on Oak Beach way back December two thousand ten. That led to the discovery of ten more bodies on Giljo Beach. I don't know if you recall that. Yeah, no, I remember Authorities this. say there's no connection between her death and all those dead bodies, but eight eight of them are women, presumed whores. One was a child, collateral damage to the whores. One was a man who was Asian, very small, probably a transvestite whore. Shannon Gilbert was last seen running, screaming from the home of a client. Police say that she ran into a nearly inaccessible inaccessible marsh, marshland. She nearly drowned. The medical examiner says the cause of death is undetermined. Uh, her mother says it had to be foul play. Marie Gilbert. Absolutely, no question in my mind, Marie Gilbert told reporters. Just steps from where a small crowd of family members gathered at Amityville Cemetery. I do not believe uh, that it is not connected. Now, before she was buried, an independent autopsy was conducted by a famed forensic doctor, Michael Baden. And Baden told Fox News that a phone, in, uh, that a bone rather, in Gilbert's neck may have been fractured. Now, you would hope, you'd hope for a little more specificity in a medical examiner. <laughs> A little more certainty. It would, was there a bone broken in her neck? Maybe. Is it a fracture? If it's a fracture, if it's a fracture, he said that would be strong evidence that she was strangled to death by neck compression. Oh, but I can't be sure. <laughs> it's extremely rare for a young woman to die of drowning yards away from where four young women have been found murdered. The statistics, the statistics don't go along with that. He says. So he says the cops are. Uh, Full of shit, basically. The cops are like, listen, we got enough murders here. All right. These people are drowned. You don't, maybe they all drowned. Cut themselves up. So, this is a good place to kill somebody. Giljo Beach. Yeah. Is prime. Yeah. If you're trying to dump a body, um, you couldn't do much better. I, I don't know if they're watching it any more closely now. But her body, uh, I mean, yeah, when they found her body, they found all these other bodies. So, it's like some kind of serial killer. Some kind of a hooker, serial killer. I guess. On Long Island? I mean, 
Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of crazies. A lot of crazies. Yeah. Long Island's filled with uh, psychopaths. Yeah. It's a uh, it's 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 a very dangerous place. Long Island is underrated as far as criminal activity yeah, and, goes. And 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 you think about that, and then you think about how when you meet someone from Long Island, how proud they are of that shithole. Mm. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's just it's just a it's just a bunch of one bunch of crazies. They don't want to hear about this place. Now, uh, I love Long Island, by the way. I, I want I want to make that clear. I love it too. I think it's one of the most. I say uh, shithole affectionately. Right, and 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 there's you know there's a lot to uh, recommend a place that has a good dumping ground for bodies. Sure. You know, it means you got some space. You know, you got some wide open areas. You got some beautiful vistas. Lots of lots of shoreline. A lot of shoreline, you know. All the you got the beat, you got the you got the ocean, you got the I, bay. I you love got the going, sound. Right, yeah, you've what's the sound anyway? I don't, I, know. I don't know, but I they got it. There's water and the, but they have a, a what's it called? Long beaches out there. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Worth the twelve bucks. It's very nice. You get a little bit of space. I uh, yeah, Long Island is a, just, a a, of, so just the best, just the best. There's a lot of nice places there. A lot of rich people and there's a lot of fucking weirdos. But the body remained, hers did, at the Suffolk County Medical Examiner's Office for more than three years. She was discovered in 2010. They just buried her. And the reason is because the family was unable to pay for a funeral. How long do you keep a dead hooker? Most people throw it out after three days. Week on the outside. Ten days if you're in college. I I think any any prostitute has, has done a service... To this, to this country, and she get like a military she, burial. She get a real, she, she at least get a real burial. You know, she deserved that. I mean, well, that's a, it's an important job. They donated their services. Funeral directors did, and the Amityville uh, Cemetery donated a plot. Like, we got to get rid of this dead hooker. Maybe, uh, I think here's I think what they could have done to raise the money. They could have just pimped out the corpse. There's probably enough people who would want to fuck a dead body. In Suffolk County? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, we talk Long Island, you're talking about like the shittiness of Long Island. I mean, we're really talking about Suffolk County. Nassau is where all the the highfalutin people are. Practically in Nassau right now. I, uh, oh, by the way, uh, a, a woman got run over by the 7 train. Woman, uh, yeah. That 7 train... It, it's barely running, but when it does, it kills people. That's it, yeah. That's the upside, that seven's running. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, there's an interesting story. In, in Bronx Supreme Court, a mentally challenged lady, a lady janitor, suing along, uh, she's suing the city along with three cops from the 52nd Precinct, seeking an unspecified amount of money because two cops mocked her mentally challenged status. A 53-year-old Hannah Biggin <laughs> I'm sorry. Is she going to sue me for laughing at her name now? <laughs> Worked at the 52nd Precinct for 23 years, uh, nearly half her life. And boy, never let it be said that retarded people are not loyal. She's uh, Hannah Biggin, two officers, Nicholas Connor and Jeff Rapiti. They bought, they brought her a t-shirt promoting rapper Cash Cow. Are you familiar with Cash Cow? I don't know Cash Cow. Well, he's he's from uh, upstate. He's an upstate rapper. Mm. It's a white T-shirt that says "I'm dope," and so they photographed her in this shirt. They thought it was funny. Yeah, that's and, fun. Uh, yeah, you know, she says, "Well, it wasn't fun for her." She became suicidal. 
after this incident. Why did she put the T-shirt on? Well, because she says that they asked her to, and she didn't read it. She read. She couldn't read. Uh huh. She didn't know what it oh. said. And then she uh, got clarification on it later, and then she became suicide. Whoever told her what it said is the one who's really to blame. Well, I think it's like if you're saying these people made me sad for making fun of me being mentally disabled. How mentally disabled are you? You know people making fun of you. Exactly. You know what I mean? I think you just disproved your own hypothesis. If you have the intelligence to be hurt by it, then, then you are not really that retarded. She probably should not be getting a government check, which I'm sure she is. But, uh, hey, you know what? Uh, What she says, you know, if you've been there 23 years working for the police department, cops are not noted for their sensitivity. I mean, you've been made fun of before this. Right. There's no way. Because she says, look, she goes, I I wanted to hurt myself. I wanted to do things like uh, get hit by a car, maybe said the woman. She has a speech impediment, walks with a pronounced limp. She's mentally challenged, speech impediment, walks with a limp. She's been working for cops for 23 years. Yeah. I mean, come on. And let me guess, de Blasio <laughs> is on this uh, mentally challenged woman's side. Yeah. Turn your backs, cops. I want another slowdown. Uh-huh. I want to be able to jump turnstiles. <laughs> it's so embarrassing for the NYPD. You know, now the world knows they had a mentally retarded, illiterate working in the building for 23 years. I gotta say, all in all, um, you know, I I don't know how much money she wants out of this. How much should should one get? I don't know. I think it's uh, the the lawsuits and jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> that's Chris Laker and heteronormative. That's my new podcast. I, I talked to, I just talked to gay people, gay, lesbian, transgender, bisexual. I gotta find bisexuals. They're hard to find. But uh, oh, see, that's the problem. They're too easy to find these days anymore. I want a bisexual guy. I, 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 oh, that uh, yeah, you know okay, what I mean? yeah. Well, well, but I'll talk, I'll talk to all sorts of people. But uh, yeah, so uh, but it's a it's a pretty fun show. Go to chrislaker.com for all my podcast stuffs all over. There. That's chrislaker.com. You're up to like six, seven podcasts now, right? I have three active at the moment. Wow, that's a lot. That's that's more than I have. I don't know how you do it, and they, you don't seem to be like trying that hard. No, I don't try that hard. That's really a big part of it. <laughs> well, uh, I listened to This Week in Jack, and I also listened to an episode of Heteronormative, and I, I thought it was great. It was oh, the, thanks. The, the Doron, uh, what's his last name? Doron Hagai. He's a, Doron Hagai. Dura, he's, a, he's a director. Yeah, yeah. And he's a great director, too. I was actually, uh, the, one of the reasons I picked that episode is he, I did that uh, Monica the miniseries. Yes. Which uh, it was my, uh, which was, I did some acting. You know, I, I enjoy acting. And I guess you can get that someplace. It's, it's up, right? It's Monica the miniseries.nyc. Because you're in it too. I'm in it as well. Yeah. yeah Monica the miniseries.nyc. It's about Monica Lewinsky coming to New York City. What was the film she, she made? did a thing. She did an HBO special called right, Monica special. in Black and White, where That's she right. she uh, t- talked to college students. But it's just it's a kind of like a fictionalized version of what it would be like for her. Uh, what her life was like at that time in 2000 in New York, oh, yes. and uh, I think it's based on it's based a lot on some van, I think a Vanity Fair article or something. Very well said. But uh, I think they're they're working on more episodes now, and it's gotten a lot of uh, really uh, positive attention from different places. That's it's, great. It's, yeah, it's it's a, it's a good uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool. I enjoyed uh, my part in it. Go to my website. 
when you want to see others, you know, like, like if you want all the episodes together in a nice little package, crimereport.nyc, crimereport.nyc. And thank you very much for listening to New York City Crime Report. Is it over?